Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel Stevens, and I'm here with my husband, Zach, and we are so excited to really encourage you to walk in the purpose that God has given you, and that's to win your world. And we are on all podcast platforms. That's right. You can find us everywhere. And if you're watching on YouTube, if you'll hit the little bell right there on your screen so that you can be notified every time we drop a They should subscribe at whatever, wherever they're watching it right now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Your tube, wherever they're at, they should need to. They need to do that. Yeah, but do, Tell them which to do one that has too. the ball? I mean, the only one that has the the bell uh, is the only one YouTube. That, yeah, we are way past what we know now. Ding ding. So okay. I do want to go ahead and bring up some beef. You can't if you're if you're on YouTube, you can see the look of betrayal in my face. As we've been getting some feedback on the Purpose Podcast, there's been a a overwhelming majority of people who are saying that Rachel is the best part. She introduces the podcast better, all that kind of stuff. And guys... I'm so happy about guys, that. Guys, guys. I don't think I've just, ever been more happy in my life than... Just, let's that just stop with the lies, like, okay? She can handle it. So She's a big girl. No, no, we're pumped. Uh, it is. We're almost in the end of the year. To the end of the year. Crazy time of year. You really. did it. You've made it. You've made it. You've made it. And as always, we want to just tell you we're proud of you. We're so grateful for you taking time to spend time with us uh, as we pray and prepare. We pray for you every day. We really do. And pray that this podcast helps you pursue your purpose and win your world and make the impact that God has made you to make. And so as we get to the end of the year, we want to talk about health. Uh, we want to talk about uh, how we can end the year in a place, not only for this to be the best year, but set us up to have the best year possible next year. And so just to let you know that this is part of our values and our heart uh, in our marriage, but also in our leadership and in our church. Uh, and I just want to set that up. And then Rachel will tell you about the facets of health we want to talk about. But one of the way, one of our values is that we love God. And with all of these values, love God, love people, discover purpose and win your world, there's these little things that we grab a hold of. We call them handles to help us live out those values because loving God or loving like these, these can be heavy things to do, but we have one value or one of the handles that goes with the value of loving God, which is we pursue godly health in every way. So we pursue godly health in every way. And so you're obviously doing a little bit of that right now by taking time uh, to not be scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or just mindly doing something. You're wanting to develop yourself. You're wanting to pursue your purpose. And so congratulations. But let's take some time, be vulnerable, be transparent, and press into pursuing godly health in every way. And we want to talk about four specific facets today. Yeah, especially going into the end of the year, it's a little, um, it's actually a really great time because a lot of things are exponentialized because of the environments you find yourself in. The holidays are very stressful. You find yourself around maybe more of your family than you usually are. Uh, you have a lot of expectations you're trying to meet and they happen to be, you know, celebrating the Lord's birth. Um, at the end of the year. So there's a whole lot of spiritual, relational, emotional, physical things happening at the end of the year. And we're going to talk about all of those areas today. So we want to launch out, really, we're going to talk about just a couple of things to encourage you so that you continue to walk as a man or a woman of God and really taking all of your circle of influence to the next level, even through a season that can sometimes be discouraging or more difficult for you, or require just more of you, right? Our emotional capacity, um, especially around the holidays. So we're going to start with emotional 
health. Emotional health. Now, go ahead and tell them all four facets because if somebody's emotionally healthy or feels that way, I don't want them to skip yeah, out. Yeah, emotional, I think, physical, relational, and spiritual. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and all of those matter. Any one of those can sink the boat. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. And, and actually, so you're going to start with emotional, but there are some stats that I thought were true that I asked you to look up that are not true. They're not true. So according to the CDC, uh, and so a lot of us have heard the statistic that there are more suicides during the holiday season than any other time of year. That is not true. Uh, as a matter of fact, there are more suicides in late spring, early summer. So really between the months of March and the end of May is when you're going to see the most um, suicides. However, there is something, there are the Christmas blues. There are a lot of, so actually your depression um, statistics do change. And there's some other things that are negative, that tend to be negatively affected during the holiday season, specifically relationally, which we'll get into in a little bit. So um, some things to process emotionally, especially if you are in a season of your life, maybe you're not experiencing all of the things you wanted to. So you're coming to the end of 2022. So tell me, you know, Zach, if you're in this place where you say, hey, this year sucked. Like it was a bad year. I, you know, a lot of people have walked through, especially post 2020, you know, everyone's like, well, 2020 was a really hard year, but actually it was 2021, 2022, dealing with the fallout of everything we experienced in 2020, whether that be within your family or maybe your own mental health or your walk with Jesus. And you're just getting to the end of 22 and you just say, this year was really bad for me. Mm-hmm. I I suffered loss or financially I'm not where I want to be. Relationally, I'm just not where I want to be. And I am in a fragile state. Sometimes I find myself in like a fragile state. Yeah. What would you say as you look toward, hey, there's these eight weeks left till the end of the year, what would be your main focus, your number one focus in the next eight weeks to prepare yourself to walk into 23 as healthy as possible emotionally? Specifically, yeah, emotional health. And I I think what you said is really good. It's a big deal just to even know that you're not in a great place. And so uh, I was reading uh, uh, the New York Times, and there, there's we have an addiction to busy, and there's so many great books, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, Addicted to Busy. So many great books and information out there about it. But we have this desire because we think that um, activity means accomplishment. And we and I know like if you're an Enneagram person, Rach and I are both threes, and so we like to accomplish things. And so there's so many things that we can do that we can mask or we can make ourselves feel. We get that dopamine hit and we can mask an emotional issue. And so, but here's what I would tell you. Um, and I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to wrap myself out here. Don't, don't, don't tell my secrets here, Rachel. But I love when you write yourself Here's out. the deal. There, all of us have something in our life that kind of exposes us. And so when it comes to like church or being a husband or a man of God or a dad, like I've been doing those things for a long time. I feel pretty confident about it. But this year I've taken up golf. And golf, I would say, has exposed me. And what I mean by that is, there hasn't been anything for quite a while that I really, really wanted. And I feel like I, I just couldn't get it. Like I, I tried and I did the things I was supposed to do. I just couldn't get it. And I know that's a silly example, but the reason I tell you is because we'll go, and Rachel graciously has, has taken up this hobby with me, so we go play together. 
And sometimes the things I'll say about myself, the things I'll say about my situation, they are terrible. Like we won't talk about them because it's super embarrassing, even though Rachel wants to talk about them. But I, I'll just get so negative. I'll get so self-deprecating. And what it is, is it is exposing things in me that I really do deep down think or believe, but I'm so busy. And by and large, if you're listening to this, life is probably pretty good. And so you have enough good to either max that bad or to ignore that bad. But you can't really have like true emotional health if you have some foundational lies that you believe. So as Rach and I step into leading faith promise and, and thinking about how to reach 1% of the state of Tennessee, like there's a lot of doubts I have about myself, but then when they get exposed, uh, whenever I feel like I'm not good enough or I feel like, Hey, I'm, I'm a loser. I can't do this, this or that. And those things get exposed. I say all that just to, first of all, be vulnerable with you, but also to let you know, like, what is that lie that you believe emotionally? What is it? Like Pete Scazzaro has an amazing book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I don't like the title. It, it, whatever, Pete, if you hear this, sorry. But um, it's, it's a, a long title. It's, it's a, hard to it's say It's a crazy sometimes. book. It's crazy title. Amazing book. But I, I, I say all that to, to say, what is it? And if you go back, I, and I, I don't want to put my dad on blast here, but I will. One of the things that it talks about in emotional health and spirituality from as far as emotional health is like the genealogy of your emotional issues. And so you do like a genogram, which if you don't know what that is, look it up. Really a lot of freedom in that exercise. But I realized the other day when we were playing golf and I kept on saying, Zach, you're a loser. Zach, you're a loser. And I probably said it 50 times while I was out there. And then I was doing something with my dad and my dad got frustrated and said, gosh, I am such a loser. And I was like, oh man. That's, that's generational. And then I look at my kids and I'm like, am I going to let JL River Valor say I'm a loser? And you know, it's not, they won't, they won't not do that because I tell them not to. They won't do that if I don't do it. And so again, I'm, I'm sorry for the lengthy answer, but I think this is so important. And so what I would say is the key to being healthy is taking an inventory and being honest. And if you read, this is how I think about it. What's the stuff like deep down in your gut emotionally that you believe or you think you believe and bring it out? I was, and well, ahead, I think sorry. people who you say, well, I'm reflecting, I have no idea how to find that. I would go back through your um, Facebook and Instagram and I would look at what you're sharing. So I, you'll notice people will share certain stories or inspirational quotes. And a lot of times there are things that, gosh, we're looking for something to satiate a part of our heart and our mind. And I would just look and say, hey, what happened this year? I just want to reflect. What were some major experiences? Where did I go? If I didn't go anywhere, why didn't I go anywhere? And just ask some questions so that you can really clearly articulate where am I at emotionally right now? Am I in a healthy spot? Am I doing really well? Hey, there's a couple spots I really wanted to work on so I can start to think about that for my growth plan for next year. Or, hey, are you in a place where you say, you know what, I really need some extra support. And one of the things that Zach has done so well is challenges really everybody he leads. When you believe a lie, to go to somebody who can help hold you accountable with truth and tell that person the lie that you believe. And twofold, as a Christ follower, find another Christ follower so that you can see the Holy Spirit in somebody respond to that lie. Like, because the face is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would think that. It's so not true. So when Zach says something like, I'm a loser, 
my face doesn't say, yeah, you really are. Like even when I said, I recoil in the cart. I'm like, oh, that hurts. My heart hurts because you would think that of yourself. You know what I'm saying? So have somebody who's going to come alongside you confess. Like when we bring something into the light, the Lord has um, permission to deal with it. I will tell them about what you did to me when we get to the physical part. Well, so hang on. For I that. think that's all perspective. Hang on for that. Okay. And then we'll, we'll move on. But I, I think it's important. I told my, my, my accountability, one of my best friends this morning, after we got it working out, I told him I needed to con- kind of confess to him. exactly what I said, these things deep down. And he had some things he hadn't told me yet. And I was like, Hey, why didn't you tell me that? And he was like, well, I had prayed about it. I think this is so key, and I think this is a part of Scripture the enemy wants us to construe. We go to God for forgiveness. This is all in James 5. We go to God for forgiveness. We go to each other for healing. He says, if you're sick, go to the elders, have them anoint you, lay hands on you, pray for you. We go to each other. Confess your sins one to another. Yeah. Go, go, and that's where we receive freedom, and we receive, for, only God can provide forgiveness. But we get the privilege to provide each other healing, especially emotionally. Yeah. And so, and there's options for you. Um, There are, we just would encourage you, put yourself, talk to somebody who is in a healthy spot and ask them to help you evaluate. Hey, how do you think I'm doing? Especially if you have a spouse, um, talk to your spouse. Hey, how do you feel like we're doing? Mm -hmm. And get a counselor. If you need a counselor or you need a therapist, go and have somebody help you process through the things you're feeling and experiencing, especially if you haven't seen forward motion in the last several months. Yeah. Okay. So, so what, what's the next? What's we're the next? also going to talk about physical health. Physical health. Hey, oh, well, yeah, go ahead. I'll start us out here. You start. So Rachel and I were on vacation last week um, and uh, we were on vacation and I came back slightly heavier than I wanted to. Uh, I, w- I, w- I was trying to work my way to 190, and I I went the other one accident. You <laughs> zip it, and so I, before we left, I was like I was like 206 or whatever, and uh, and then I, I I found some weight while I was there. It's probably water weight. I was in the ocean, so that's probably what it was. But um, I weighed 210, and Rachel comes in there, and the I got out of the shower, I'll, and whatever I got out of the shower, and I told Rachel. I confided and confessed, I weigh 210, obviously downtrodden. She looks me up and down and says, oh. And you know, she's going to say, she's going to say, oh, it didn't look like you weighed 210. But you know, when you see somebody look you up and down, and there's nothing positive about what they're thinking. There's not one thing positive about there's it. There's a so lot of projection you happening You got to be really there. careful. Because I was like, oh, you don't look like you she weigh gagged. 210. She gagged a little I bit. I did not gag. That did not happen. She did. <laughs> you should not lie pastor in my heart i feel like she did (laughs) (laughs) hey we um you know the holidays so many cookies we find things over the holidays we attend a lot of events over the holidays so uh and your schedule this is one of the things you might notice your schedule is just out of control right you think about all of the things that you participate in and so we we find some things and i think this is gonna this is gonna hit on a couple of different areas spiritually as well when your schedule changes, you will drop things. And we were, I was watching this um, person give this, uh, it was like a college graduation speech, but she was talking about how if you see me being successful in one area, I am failing in another. So if you see me, so, and this is something like Zach and I, I really related to, like, hey, if you see me 
really successful with my kids and I'm playing with my kids on the playground, I am missing out on somewhere else that I could participate and be a part of. Everything requires a trade-off. Something always costs. And in this season, you'll find yourself laying things down that maybe you don't. And so as you kind of process through, hey, my- What do you mean by that? You laying things down that you don't? Well, maybe you normally maintain eating a healthier diet. And because your schedule changes and you're going to be at five Christmas parties over the next three weeks, you will not eat the same way you normally eat. And you'll find yourself, oh, well, now we're up late and now I'm not sleeping well because I'm attending these events or I'm traveling extra. So my I'm not resting well. So now I'm not resting well. I'm not eating. My schedule's thrown off and it's cold outside. So now I'm not going to the gym. And you'll start finding these things that affect your body. And eventually those things do affect your mind. So just as you process through the end of the year, our encouragement and you are better at physical health than I am. Um, you know, what is like the one thing when you look at the holiday season, you say, hey, physically, this would be like, you need to pick a win. That's what I think. Yeah. You pick a win for the physical, like yeah. for yourself in the season. Well, to make it simple, the, there's three parts of physical health. The, the main parts, there's sleep, there's nutrition and what you eat, and then there's exercise. And so, and there's not anybody who's always hitting all three of those things for an extended period of time. And this is one of the harder mm -hmm. times to, to do it. And uh, so here's what I would say. And I got this from a book I read recently from Ed Milet called The Power One More, super powerful book. But, and I've used this quite a bit for all three of those areas. He says one of the, like he's, I think he said the number one key for successful people is they keep commitment to themselves. Huge. Because you might keep commitment to other people, but those three tenets I just said, getting the appropriate amount of sleep, uh, eating well, and exercise, those are commitments you make to you. And so when I get up in the morning, my alarm goes off at 445, I have never one time wanted to get out of bed. Never once, unless one of Rachel's kids has climbed in bed and is kicking me, then I'm fine to get out of bed. But right, most of the time, we don't do that. And so I never went out of bed. So when my alarm go off, I'll lay there and I'll count down from 10. And I, on the count, on when I, and I know this is silly, but when I get to one, I'm getting out of bed. And I used to do that a thousand times. I really just fall back to sleep, right? But ever since I've read that book, I'll think successful people keep promises to themselves. I promised myself I'd get out of bed. I promised myself. And so what commitments do you want to make to yourself? And so what, and what, whatever that, in, in any of those three areas, and if you, if you have to go from working out five days a week or down to three or from three to two, whatever it might be, then so be it. But whenever it comes to your physical health in this part of the year, my desire for you is that you would keep, for, which means you have to make some, but that you would keep commitments to yourself. You're not going to make a bunch. No, so I would say one in each area. Pick one thing that you're going to do. Like, hey, you're probably not going to go whole 30 and sleep, you know, your eight and a half this hours. This would probably not be the time to do that. <laughs> work out an hour a day if you don't do those things already. So um, I had a question. When you get up at, how do you feel when you do get up and go to the gym? I when you do keep that commitment I to yourself? I feel just so much better. And you know what's funny is it doesn't even necessarily have to be the best workout or whatever. There's just something to, and, and this can go too far, and I take it too far sometimes, but there's just something about doing what you knew you were, or what you know you're supposed to do. Like if mm -hmm, I know mm -hmm. what's best for me is to get up, then getting up is, is what I need to do. And, and again, it, it's silly, but I, I really do believe this. 
there's bigger decisions that I have to make, and this is a small one. And so, so like me out of bed is pretty small, but me like uh, keeping my mind pure, pure when I'm at the gym, that's a big one. Or me uh, spending extra time on my sermon, or me uh, doing Bible time with the kids, or so on and so. Those are big decisions, mm -hmm. but I'm building momentum with these small decisions, right? And so, but you know what? There's a there's a pre decision, if you will, before getting up, and that's going to bed, not looking at TikTok or not watching another episode of New Girl, and going to bed. Even though Schmidt is calling me, I have to go to bed. We do like that. And show. so, and then we'll, I'm sure people are judging us right now. We'll we'll move on. It's okay. Uh, but again, I would I would just I would just say you, you have to make those commitments to yourself. Mm -hmm. And you have, you, you just, you have to keep, there's something I was going to share, but I forgot. This well, um, and I do, it is something if you're watching yourself over the holidays, how are you coping? Just kind of referencing back to your emotional health. Hey, this is, we're going to talk about relational health. And sometimes because we don't make the wise choice to be relationally healthy and some of these things, we'll find ourselves coping um, in some physical ways. Um, there's an article I read about. Thanksgiving Day and alcohol abuse, like the amount of deaths that increase because on Thanksgiving is like by 40% um, because of, and a lot of it is uh, because, or as they increase, it's 40% drunk driving. 40% of the fatalities are related to drunk driving. And it talks about like all of us know alcohol is not it is not a healthy thing for us, right? And so if you are using that to cope, then what we want to do is make sure, hey, this is something we can go back and say, I'm not making some wise choices. My physical health can be an indicator of a lack of health somewhere else. Right. So it's just watching, what am I putting in my body? Why am I putting that in my body? And just asking those questions. Your body's a temple. God's asked you to honor it, take care of it, because the Holy Spirit resides inside of you. And we want to make sure as men and women of God that no matter what's going on the time of year, that we represent the Lord, right? Yeah. So one of the things that we want to make sure we talk about is relational health. Mm -hmm. um, the top time for divorces to be filed is January. Really? Post-holidays. Nice. So, um, and there's a couple different reasons for that. But um, what we can definitely look at is, hey, um, how are you and your spouse? How are you and your children? Like what's going on in your home? And there's a really funny story I thought we should talk about when we got in the fight in the kitchen. You can tell I wasn't going to bring that up. Uh, well, I figured you would when we talked about I, well, I the wanted holidays to, but I wouldn't and put doing you on blast relational. Like that. You can put me on blast. So okay. uh, one of the, especially if you're married, one of the big things is where are we going to spend holidays? Where are we going to do that? How's it going to look? And well, what are we going to do with our kids yeah, and I, all I, this? I had no idea the tension that would cause. And Rachel and I both have some people pleaser in us, but Rachel is, is just, that's just a part of who she is. She wants people to get what they want, all that kind of stuff. And we are newly married, and I'm not, I'm not the most compassionate person anyway. I was even less compassionate then. We're living in this tiny apartment. like It's like an 800-square-foot apartment, tiny little apartment. And is it Thanksgiving's coming up or Christmas? No, Thanksgiving was coming Thanksgiving up. Thanksgiving was coming up. I was cooking and, chicken. And, yeah, she's you. cooking chicken. We're talking, and we're talking about where we're going to go, and she starts to raise her voice. And I said, and I— I meant it because it sounds like a joke, but I, I meant it. And I oh, was he like, was dead serious. I'm yelling. I, I was like, Hey, you're not mature enough to have this conversation right now. And so we're not going to have it. And then whenever you're ready to be mature enough to have it, we can talk about it. And I walked out of the room. 
Uh, when I say out of the room, like I walked four feet away from her because that's all the room we had in the apartment, right? We didn't even have somewhere for me to put my shoes on. I just no, we did at that point. You I just did have somewhere to sit. I put my shoes on. I hated that <laughs> when season. We first but, moved uh, in there. Either way, that was not right. Here's but here's what I here's here's what's happening in my mind. Here's what I didn't articulate that I can now. Hey, babe, I could never go to either of our parents' houses ever again. I love our parents. I love both sets, but I could never go to either house again. If you'd be happy, like if, as long as we're okay and we're healthy and our kid, or we didn't have kids at that time, but now that we have kids, as long as like we're good, cause you know what I'm not going to do? How, how stupid would it be to stretch yourself so thin on a day that's called Thanksgiving, driving around, stressed out, mad at each other, all this kind of stuff so that you can make other people happy or same thing for Christmas. And again, I'm not, I'm not besmirching. I know this is a stressful time, all that kind of stuff. But there's no way I'm going to jeopardize what I'm most grateful for outside of Jesus, which is my wife and my kids, to to try to to try to uh, make something happen for other people. Again, that that that's fine. But going back to relationships, what what I would say is you go back to what matters most, and what matters most is your relationship with God. That relationship is what matters most, and then if you're married, especially. Right, that 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 relationship comes first. I don't care how much you love your mom or your dad or or whoever that might be or whatever their expectations are. The number one thing after that is 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 your spouse. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that just means you have to be willing to say no to some things. You can't say yes to everything for everybody. And really, we just like my encouragement would be this might be a good time. Like you still have three weeks until Thanksgiving. Yes, that's what I was gonna, you have to have these conversations before. And have men, them before make you your boundaries now. Man, you don't want to have them. You don't want to have them. First of all, three weeks seems like four years away. Number two, it just doesn't seem like a big deal, does it? Who cares where we go? This is it's turkey wherever we go, right? And whoever's frying it is where I'm going, right? That, that's I, that, I think I'm silly not to do it that way. But every time Rachel brings it up, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so dumb. Why are we talking about this? First of all, that dishonors Rachel. And then second of all, if if I don't talk about it and she's a basket case on that day, my fault. And so I just want to talk to the mm. men out there mm, preach that, it. Want to, that want to push this aside. Because I'm telling you, we'll be laying down. I'm almost asleep. And first of all, when I'm almost asleep is when Rachel either wants to change the sheets on the bed, which is so <laughs> stupid, or... She wants to talk about something deep and emotionally involved, like where we're going for Thanksgiving. Well, I've just finally settled my body and my mind down. It's too I'm late. Like, oh, now if she wanted to, I needed this. <laughs> Never mind. I was about to, either way. So I would say that there are some pre, there are some conversations that have to happen. Have the pre conversations. You and your spouse connecting, making some decisions, and then communicating where it's not emotionally charged with the people that you may not. You may be disappointing a yeah. mom or dad or a sister or whatever. We just want to encourage you to think through it now. When yeah, you're not emotionally and ask charged. and ask what's most important. What's most so important? So everybody wants ten things. Hey, what what's most important? What do you want most? Hey, I want most for us to be able to be around and for us to be, all be able to say what we're thankful for. My mom loves that moment. She loves to be able to do that. And so, like, we, we if if we make that happen, that's fine. If 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 Cheryl, my mother-in-law, Rachel's mom, I love, she loves dessert with the family mm-hmm. or whatever. Again, and that may not happen, but hey, what's most important? Obviously, you start there, you know, mm-hmm. with, and then just to type before we go to spiritual, I would just say also, hey, there's, it's really virtually impossible to get into a good relational, healthy place 
without both people being uh, emotionally healthy, right? It, healthy relationships are birthed out of people who are emotionally healthy, which actually none of these can happen without the last one, which is being spiritually healthy. And I read this really cool um, article. I was reading a lot of articles in research for today, but it was talking about people who experience um, feelings of suicide. It is people who would struggle with that are less, they decrease the feelings and thoughts of suicide based on their belief in um, divine power. Mm. So it's not specifically to Christianity, but it's just like this concept or idea that there is a God and thinking about him being sovereign. And when you think about the holidays and you walk into it, like we need to remember before you're a husband and a wife, before you're a daughter, before you're a son, before you're a brother and a sister, you are a child of God. And your identity is settled in that. And as you finish out 22, I would encourage you as you go back and you review, right? Hey, how am I doing physically, emotionally? Hey, how's our relationship as we go into like this really stressful time of year? Hey, what do you, like, where are you and Jesus at? Mm-hmm. Hey, have you asked the Holy Spirit just to fill you and remind you of who you are? And as you go into the holiday season, using it as your filter to view everything else. You are not going to walk in the greatest emotional health if you're not surrendered and submitted to the King of Kings. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. And here, here's what I'd tell you. If, we, if I could give you one thing, just one either learning or something to grab a hold of, and this spans all of them, but I think where we see it most is in spiritual health and in physical health. I was talking with one of our counselors at Faith Promise. Her name's uh, Candace Cochran. Is she doctor? She's not Dr. Candace yet, is she? No. So Candace Cochran, who's an amazing, uh, she's unbelievable. I love Candace if you're watching, you're amazing. But we were talking one time, and uh, and I was talking about how when people either fall off the wagon with their quiet time or their Bible reading or their diet, that... Uh, that they they're, they're going to start back a year from now, right? Like people will mess up on their on their goals in January, and they'll say, oh, "I'll start next year." Well, she talked about this theory, like the, it's in the human brain. It's like this black and white theory where it's like, "Hey, it's either all or it's nothing." So in, in this moment, you're either really on track with your Bible reading and how you feel like your spiritual disciplines are going, or you're way off. Can I just please? But with for, not for the love of God, but for the grace of God, would you spend time with them? Would you? He he he, want, he wants to be with you. He does not care if your U version streak is zero or if it's a thousand. He does not care if your Bible reading has two missed days, zero missed days, a thousand missed days. He just wants to be with you. And so, can I encourage you to that black and white theory is natural, but there is a supernatural. It's not a theory; it's a reality where God loves you and He wants to be with you. And so what I would encourage you to do is fight the urge to start in January and take some time to spend some time with the Lord now, uh, five minutes, 15 minutes, wherever it might be, and spend some time in prayer, spend some time in the Word. What an amazing opportunity. But that black and white theory that we all fight in our hearts and our minds that I'm not doing a good job, so I'm not going to do a job at all. Listen, that that it's just a lie from the enemy. And I want to encourage you to put aside that natural feeling and step into the supernatural identity, like Rach said, and spend some time with God, all right? So this is not about a box to be checked. This is about a relationship to be had. And so, and I've got one more thought to close this picture. Anything else you would add for spiritual health? No, I'd love that, that you just said, don't wait for January. I would um, 
for me, this end of year, when we talk about like a pace, I feel like the pace increases dramatically. Mm -hmm. The pressure increases dramatically to perform a certain way, to produce certain things, like to get your kids all this stuff and um, to be at all these places. And at the end of the day, who you are and should come out of first and foremost what God says. Yeah. So you're going to fail in this season but you are not a failure. That's right. And if you can make the predecisions, the commitment you make to yourself to say, hey, like I love the Lord. He is most important. So I'm going to go to bed on time or I'm not going to go to that party and that person might be disappointed, but it's important for me to be at Saturday morning prayer or it's important for me to get my prayer time in and you may have to say no to some things. So choosing in those emotional, physical and relationally healthy spaces so that your spiritual health ultimately needs to be elevated above all that. Yeah. And hey, this last thing I'll tell you that as as we wrap up, and if you're still with us, right, 30 minutes in, we're, we're just so proud of you. And you're about to get this goal that's been so helpful for me. But I want to ask you to add something to your week for either 30 minutes or an hour in, in your whole week. I think there's like 168 hours or something like that in a week. And I want to encourage you right here, if you could add this for an hour, it's called a weekly review preview. And that's where you take an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, and you review how your week went. And okay, Zach, what am I going to review? What commitments have you made to yourself in being emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, physically healthy, and relationally healthy? What commitments, what boundaries, what decisions, what all, all these things? And review how you did and then preview your plan for the next week. I, I, I just love, I know it's a cheesy thing, but failure to plan is a is planning to fail, and that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. You know that you have a supernatural purpose to win your world, and this is key to it. Yeah. You're healthy. You're healthy, and I know you may not feel that way, but health, the abundant life, whole transformation, victory, that is all available to you, not because we say so, but because God says so. And so we love you, we're proud of you, and we're praying that you will win your world this week as you pursue your purpose.